It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. Sometimes we get caught up with drama or the darkness that surrounds us, and when that happens, we can lose our way. Today's guest, Rabbi Daniel Cohen, believes we all possess the power to reignite our inner light and share it with the world. He joins us today to offer guidance to explain the secret of the light, which is also the title of his new book. Welcome, Rabbi. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. So, Rabbi, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show because you impart such wisdom and and really Right now, if you think about it, we've all been through some very difficult times and many people continue to suffer. And when that happens, it's really easy to have our light extinguished. When you refer to the secret of the light, what are you talking about? Um, So I'm referring actually to an ancient mystical teaching that I became connected with a number of years ago, in particular when I was in Jerusalem, with the concept that at the very beginning of creation, God created an infinite light which is a way to find love, meaning, and purpose in life. But the light was so powerful that the vessels in the world cannot contain that light. And God creates humanity, each soul in the world, to reveal the hidden light that was put in this universe at the very beginning of creation. And that means that at any time and any place, no matter where it is, no matter what the circumstance, there's some light for me to reveal in the world around me and to reveal in myself. So I learned that, I try to live by it, and the parable book that I wrote is really a story about a young man who loses faith in himself and in the world, but he rediscovers the secret of the light as a path to restoring his faith in himself and the impact that he can have in the world around him. This light, is it an external light, or is it something that's within us? I would say that it exists within us, but it also exists within every being that breathes in the world around us. It's a light also that enables flowers to grow, trees to blossom. You know, it's everywhere. There is nothing in the world that would be sustained without that light that is hidden that enables everything to have a sense of life in it. But oftentimes we walk through life just looking at the physical, but don't appreciate that there's a spiritual energy that's been implanted in the world for all of us to access. So why do you believe that there's a secret around this light? Because we are programmed with two things, a body and a soul. And the world around us tells us that what gives us real pleasure in life are the things that fill the body. If you eat this, you'll be happy. If you accumulate this, you'll be successful. And we live in a world that naturally is very temporal and very physical. So we kind of lose sight um, to what's really important in life. It's like, for example, a person um, experiences a crisis. Somebody gets sick. um, Somebody is at a funeral. Then we begin to awaken ourselves to the light that's there. So I call it a secret, not because I'm hiding it from anybody, but rather because most of the time 
we just don't spend the spend the time being fully present and appreciating the potential for each fleeting moment to become something eternal and impactful. You and I have spoken about this in the past. When you go through something challenging, you you kind of have this point where you say to yourself, I can go in this direction and go into darkness and stay in the pain, or I can go in a different direction and find the light. And is that the light that you're referring to? Yeah. One of the main principles in life, and I talk about this kind of through the context of a mentor in the book, is that we do have a choice to either lament the darkness or increase the light. And it's not... I would say disingenuous for somebody to be in a state of pain and to grieve. But at some point, the most productive way of moving forward in life is not to fight the darkness. But if I can light another candle, if I can take somebody's spirit who lives within me and share their light in the world, I will now actually take these moments and transform them from grief into a sense of renewed purpose, something that Victor Frankl talks a lot about, I know we've spoken about that in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, uh, which is finding a way to realize that we sometimes think we hit walls and that we're stuck, but really God is opening up a door for us, and he's pushing us in new directions to help us grow in ways that we never thought were possible. And you just used a, a candle, lighting a candle as an example, but we're talking about finding the light on our own, but we can help another person. We can light another person's candle. And if you're looking for an image, just imagine, you know, person after person after person lighting candles down the row, and that creates the light. A hundred percent. And, you know, you go into a dark room, um, which seems overwhelming. All you need to do is literally light one candle. And the truth is you've not only illuminated the room for yourself, but you've now illuminated that room for other people as well. And I think we all find that, you know, if we do something kind for somebody else, and sometimes it's just as simple as saying an encouraging word or connecting with somebody um, in a cab, which I try to do a lot, um, we open up a whole portal of new light and we feel better about ourselves. They feel better about themselves. And what could have been an anonymous encounter, which we have all the time, becomes one of the most unforgettable moments of our life. And that's what I mean about Secret of the Light, because there's so much potential in the world to create these unforgettable moments and these moments of great kindness. But oftentimes we literally kind of walk through the world sightless to the miracles around us and to our potential to be the ambassadors of that divine light. Rabbi, what is the light brigade that you talk about? The Light Brigade is really an effort for people who believe in the power of our ability to be partners in revealing the light in the world. So it's a way that I've designed to help mobilize people to really be more invested in this idea. Besides, of course, reading the book or sharing the book, it's really more about every day um, asking ourselves, you know, how can I leave this world a better place today? How can I ensure that when I leave a conversation, that individual feels better about themselves than they did before? So it's really just a way to kind of have a call to arms almost, like a brigade goes in and says, hey, this is a world that's filled with, there's a lot of, there's a lot of despair in the world. There's a lot of hopelessness in the world. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, sense of darkness. So if you're part of the Light Brigade, it means I am committed to really being an ambassador of this. And, you know, one of the key figures in the book is Elijah, and Elijah can be anyone. Elijah is a person who does bring light. And, you know, I have a Facebook page called the Elijah Moment Facebook page and encourage people to share their stories 
um, so that one candle at a time and one kind gesture at a time, we can slowly transform the world around us. What I've noticed, Rabbi, and, and tell me if this is what you see as well with the people that you counsel and teach, we've become such an isolated society. We used to have so much more community. And I don't know if it's because of social media or just the types of schedules that we're keeping, but we really kind of, it's like everyone is minding their own business. And I think we need to get back into doing some of the things that you're saying, lending a helping hand, lighting someone else's candle. Would you agree with that? Totally. Totally. I mean, we are not meant to be alone. And, you know, as John Dunn said, right, no man is an island. And because of the fact that we can live in our own world, I don't have to go to a store anymore to go shopping. Everything can be delivered to me. Uh, the world of social media is a, a world that enables me maybe to make a, a connection, but nothing of real depth. We confuse counterfeit relationships with real relationships. And the secret of the light is there to inspire us to realize that at any time or any place, we really can bring a little bit of heaven down to earth. I'll give you one example, a story. And I mentioned about the cab ride. So I was in uh, Jerusalem a few weeks ago for my daughter's wedding. And on the day of the wedding, I took a cab from one area in Jerusalem, and there was an Arab cab driver that was there. And we all can understand that when you're in a cab, you have this moment when you say, do I really want to engage or I can just stay on my phone and do whatever I want? But I'm a big believer in engaging. So I said hello to the fellow, told him it was my daughter's wedding today, and we had a beautiful conversation about his family and mine. And as we got to my home in Jerusalem, he said to me, I was at this apartment earlier today. I picked up two young girls at around 6.15 in the morning, and one was wearing a white dress. And I said to him, that was the bride. That was my daughter. And I realized that here I was sitting with the same cab driver that hours earlier had brought my daughter who went to the Western Wall, the holiest site on earth, to offer a prayer before the day of her wedding. And now hours later, I had the blessing of being with that same cab driver. Had I not said hello to that cab driver, I would have walked out of that cab totally oblivious to the fact that here I was with the same person who brought my daughter on the morning of her wedding to offer prayers to God. But that's what the secret is. Open yourself up. And that cab was now filled with light. And that ride was something that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And it had ripples in your life. And just imagine the ripples it created in the cab driver's life. And then he went on and shared with another person. And that's how we change the world. You got it. You got it. We're of different faiths. I'm Jewish. He's Arab. But, you know, we're all created in God's image. And there's so much that we have that connects us. Uh, Let's all try to work a little bit harder to reveal uh, those bonds that unite us. And so what you just described, that's really why your book is so relevant in the world today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because, again, it doesn't mean that somebody needs to be like, you know, the highest degree or knowledgeable or, or even a person like I believe, I don't believe it's irrelevant. It's just like be kind. You know, the world is built on building a world of kindness, of seeing the face of God in another human being, um, no matter what they're wearing, no matter where they are, no matter how random the encounter might be. God designed that moment to reveal some of the light that he instilled in the world at the very beginning of the universe. Rabbi, would you share a lesson or two that you write about in your book? Sure. Um, One of the main ideas um, in the book is certainly this notion of 
realizing that walls are not walls, but really they're doors and portals for growth. Um, you know, part of the book is a little bit autobiographical in the sense that the main character, Caleb, experiences the tragic loss of his mother at a young age. And he really begins to feel that he kind of loses faith in himself and in the world around him. And he realizes, though, over time that the greatest way that he can not only pay honor to his mother, but also channel her in his life is to take her values and move forward. To me, that is one of the main messages in the book, because we all experience moments of grief, moments of disappointment. But at the end of the day, the most important thing we can do is to try to take the life that God has given us and carry that person forward with us. And then as I do now, you'll feel that person's presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so that transformation from being in a state of lamenting to a state of increasing, to see walls as doors is a main message of the book. Another main message in the book is also um, really to see every encounter um, as being something that was orchestrated by divine design. Because I truly believe that if I pass somebody, I have an obligation just to engage and say hello with them. But I'll give you one other example that, that to me, I just, it lives within me. It was years ago. There was a fellow who was murdered in Stamford, Connecticut at his jewelry store a number of years ago, tragically. And the store was closed down for about a month or two. And I was driving by and I saw what looked like the sun um, entering the jewelry store. I never met him in my life. And I literally remember to this day, I said to myself, maybe I should go out and just let him know that we're thinking about him. And I went out and introduced myself. And as it turns out, it led to so much comfort that was given to uh, this family. I basically asked my entire community to go into the store the week that they were open to what I call flash mob of kindness, where people went in and just wished her words of comfort and bought from her. And till this day, she will never forget that kindness that has emerged because of one simple um, hello that occurred. And it continues to flower from there. And to me, anticipating opportunities, not waiting for somebody to ask you to do something, but to look at a room and say, whose life can I impact today is also one of the main um, themes in the book. And I think when you get that idea, like you had the idea, should I go over and say hello? I think when you get that idea to go over and say hello, that's the divine guidance. That's God saying, go over and say hello. But we have free will, so you get to choose. And, you know, and I was even thinking as you were sharing that, when going back to the cab driver, you had said that encounters are orchestrated by the divine. Well, you don't know what that cab driver may have needed, but God did. And so when he gave you the idea to say hello, you were, in essence, being an instrument of God. That's what I believe. I mean, what do you say about that? I say amen to what you just said. That's exactly what I would say. What you just said, no wonder we like talking to each other so much, because (laughs) there's an idea that when you have a stirring in the soul, how many times we have a thought to do something kind? That's God putting something inside of us and say, act on it do it. This is my gift to you. So there's a concept also within Judaism that says that when you have an idea to do something positive, do it right away. Because it may not be there in a minute, that opportunity. So seize it. Um, And that's really, uh, you know, the stirrings in the soul. Imagine if we actually um, activated all those stirrings in the soul. Um, It's amazing how much different our lives would be and those around us as well. 
And if all of our listeners took that one nugget away from this conversation, what a difference it would be to just pay attention to those thoughts and those feelings, because that's wisdom and guidance being given to you. Yeah, no, 100%. It would be radically different. <laughs> and that's what I say, you know, in the book that, you know, the secret of the light, I do believe this concept and all that goes with it can transform uh, the world around us. Rabbi, is there anything else you think we should know? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, it's all... <laughs> yeah, I would say that, you know, in the morning when you wake up in the morning, never forget that not only is it important to thank God for our life, but also to remember that God believes in each and every one of us. There's no human being here that has the same exact divine purpose as anybody else. Your job is not who you are, it's just what you do. And if we truly believe that I am here for a purpose every hour of every day, and that every encounter and opportunity that I have, and if I receive an email from somebody, that's God saying to me, that person needs help. And I'm just so tuned into that higher frequency, our lives would be infinitely more meaningful. So to me, that belief that we're all here for a unique purpose every single day and every single hour, and God's counting on us to reveal some of that light is probably one of the most important ideas that I would encourage people to not only know, but to live with every day. And this is a time of year when people are setting intentions for the new year, resolutions, and what a great resolution this would be to set. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, one of the things we've spoken about in the past, I'll just add, is, you know, the previous book that I wrote called What Will They Say About You When You're Gone? Um, Creating a Life of Legacy. And I'm very excited in 2023, I'm actually starting something called the Legacy Academy, which is an online course based on that book with consultations to help people stay mindful of these lessons of uh, the secret of the light and leading a life of meaning. So if anybody's interested in learning more about that, they can always go to go to my website, uh, RabbiDanielCohen.com. And once again, Rabbi's new book is The Secret of the Light, and the website is RabbiDanielCohen.com. Rabbi, in about 30 seconds or less, what's the takeaway? The takeaway is, is that God's light is everywhere. We need to be mindful to reveal it in every corner of the universe. Um, the light that I can reveal is going to be different than yours. Go out there, spread your light. Um, we all have something beautiful to share. And never forget um, that it's not about lamenting the darkness, but every candle that we put into the world can truly brighten up the world around us. Rabbi, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to the next time you come back on the show. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and God bless you, my friend. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.